Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 102. I am your host of the podcast, Pastor Ron Weaver. I know it's been a while since we got back on the book of Job, but we're going to go back tonight Mm -hmm. on the book of Job, chapter number 25. We're going to pick up back on our Bible study on Job chapter number 25. But if you guys have been noticing, we have been on the air on Sunday nights now, along with God's Internet Church Online Service, because God's put it on my heart to share the Bible study on Tuesdays on the podcast and doing the Sunday night broadcast on the podcast as well. So what we're going to do here today, we're going to look at chapter number 25 and we're going to have a great time in the Lord. We got the verses here. I'm going to read them here, but first we're going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to take a call of heaven's altar and anoint these slips of clay. Let every word that I say be what you want and not what I want. We ask you to let everything go good. We ask you in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, the last time we talked about the book of Job, we were in chapter 24, and Job was continuing his speech, and he was talking about the actions of a cruel man, okay, and how poor people suffered greatly, and People who opposed every good thing, okay? And in time, evil people will die. So, we're talking about that there was some lot of people go through a lot of things in their lives. Even the people that don't care oppose good things. They go against you. They cause suffering on great on people, on poor people don't want to help. You know, and the action, you know, these actions can be cruel, be a cruel men to people, right? So, we're going now because Job is actually still talking, and chapter 25 says, Bildad interrupts. Okay, let's go to the book of Job, chapter 25. And we're going to look at verses 1 through 6, and then we'll go over it. It says, Bildad, who belonged to the people called the Shuttites, answered, he said, God is the greatest ruler you know. Be afraid of him. He causes heaven to be at times peace. You cannot count his armies. God made the light, so he sees everyone. God does not imagine that a person is good. He knows that nobody is innocent. The moon does not seem bright to God. He can even he can't even see the stars that are not perfect. So God thinks that a man is like a tiny animal in the soil. In fact, that men are like the tiny animals that eat bread eat dead bodies in the grave. Now <coughs> The first thought here we're going to deal with with the first six verses is God is great. And this is from Bildad. Okay. Bildad interrupted Job. Bildad was not pleased to hear about the troubles of poor people. 
in chapter 24. He knew that God is very great. So Bildad thought that God controls everything. Yes, he does. But just like we've been talking here about the devil coming up to heaven and reporting what people are doing like he did with Job. And I believe it's just not Job that he's coming, trying to come against. He's trying to come against all good Christian people. So God allows it sometimes to get us on track, to have, to get us from our sins, to give us on track, to make sure we're on the right track with him, or just to prove to the devil that he's going to lose. Okay? And that's why sometimes I believe cruel people win over us. And why? Because the devil is trying to control them to bring us Christians down. Now, verses 2 and 3 covers this. These verses are not correct. God is powerful. He is the ruler of heaven. Everybody should respect him. He has a vast army of angels. Are God's servants from heaven. The angels obey God's command. They oppose the devil and the servants. Now, basically... They're saying that verses 2 and 3 are not correct in Bilbad's estimate of what he was saying. He's saying that God, and we're saying that God is powerful. His, he is the ruler of heaven and everyone should respect him. And he has a vast army of angels. that obey God's commands and they oppose the devil's servants. In other words, we do have help. And I believe each one of us has a guardian angel or a guardian angels. All right. And I believe they're there to protect you, to protect me, to protect everybody that is going on and what's going on in this world today especially today. Now, verses 4 and 5 deal with this. It said, Bildad repeated the ideal in Ep Epis' first speech in Job 4, chapter seven, Job chapter number 4, verses 17 through 19. Bildad was right that every person does wrong things against God. Romans 3, 23 shows that. But Bildad did not say that God wanted to forgive us. Romans 3.24 tells us that God forgives us when we confess our sins, evil deeds to him. Okay? So what is that there? There's the saying that, yeah, everyone disobeys God, but he's not saying that God will forgive them if they ask. Part of that reason, because we don't know at this point, when the book of Job was written, Jesus didn't die on the cross and make a way for their sins to be forgiven. Except being, you know, sacrifices and stuff. But we know from the book of Job, chapter number one, that Job had sacrifices for his kids every day and for his family, just in case some of them would go 
and sin against the Lord. Okay? So, Job knew that his family needed to be covered. He became that high priest for his family to make sure that everything is going to go the way it's supposed to go. Alright? But, Bildad is not giving that credit to people. He's basically saying if you sinned against God, there's no forgiveness. And that's not true. You get punished. That's not true. And I think even back then, he way, he made a way for them in a roundabout way to, to come and ask for forgiveness for their sins. Okay? And God made a way through Jesus Christ by dying on the cross for our sins. Now, we're still dealing with verses 4 and 5. So we're still talking about Bildad. Now, so nobody is really perfect, but Job was a good man. Job 1.1. 1, 1. In fact, God himself said this in Job 1.8. So we know that Job confessed his evil deeds to God, which I just kind of shared with you and not just his evil deeds but his kids okay job trusted god and god forgave job's area now this is why job is fighting these three friends that came to help him because he believes he believes that if he did anything wrong, God already forgave him because he went the route that he could to ask for forgiveness for himself, for his wife, and for his kids. Okay? Alright? Now, verse 6 deals with this. These words are not correct. God appointed men and women to rule the animals. God made them in the image of God. Genesis 1.26 shows us this. This is God wanting people to share spiritual character. So in other words, God gave us stuff to do on the earth. He wanted to give us special character. And he even made us in his own image. So we all got stuff to do for God. So Bildad did not really care about the poor people whom Job described in chapter 24 but God does care about them. And he does because it does tell us to take care of the poor. He does tell us to take care of the kids. He does tell us to take care of the widows. Alright? And there was emphasis on some of that stuff that was going on. Okay? God protects people who are not poor and weak Psalms 12 5 even the animals are special to God but Jesus taught that people are more valuable to God than animals Matthew six twenty six. I we are just higher than the animals I believe God cares about all his creation but we are the top of his creation we are the ones that he's trying to save. We are the ones he's trying to interact with. And yes, God has a special interaction with the animals of the world. He chose us because 
of something special because he could have the rocks cry out and praise him he could have the animals cry out and praise him but he chose his people all right jesus became a man like us in hebrews 2 verses 6 and 9 he did this so that people could become the children of god and he did it so that people can become members of god's family hebrews 2 verses 11 to 14. so jesus was created to come to this earth jesus was created to come to this earth to help us live for him to bring us back to him for what adam and eve sinned in the garden okay that was god's plan all around he sent his only begotten son to die for our sins okay now we're going to go to chapter 26 because we still got some time here and we're going to read the first four verses of that chapter because that's the ones that God is leaping out, leaping out, uh, leaping out at me. It says, Job, and, verse twenty-six, chapter twenty-six, verses one through four, and it says, Job answered and he said, I am weak. They say nothing that will help me. Try to rescue me. I need wisdom, so advise me well. Show your great knowledge. But we have spoken. And I do not suppose that God helped you to speak such words. I do not think that you can spoke by the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Now, verses 1 through 4 are going to be dealing with this. But it says these four verses are dealing with the subject of Job replies to Bildad's, interrupt, Bildad's interruption. Okay. Now. Bildad interrupt, interruption did not impress Job. Such words would not help Job, but was still suffering. And Job thought that Bildad's description of God was very poor. Job had studied wisdom in chapter 28. So Job believed that words about God should not merely come from human minds. Rather, such words should come from God, the Holy Spirit. First. Second Peter first verses one to twenty one. So in other words, he's disagreeing with Bildad here. He's saying God cares about everybody, not just certain other people. He even cares about the animals. Okay, he makes sure the animals have food to eat and drink. He just like he has food and eat for us to drink that'll grow. Okay? And this did not impress Job because he just, Bildad just gave a basic generation of what's going on. And Bildad's description of God was very poor. Okay, So Job believed that word about God should not merely come from man, human minds, but rather than the word of God. Okay, Now Bildad's word about God was not accurate. Instead, Bildad was confused, confusing the facts to make his own ideals seem corrected. 
This is a terrible thing to do. First, Second Peter three sixteen and Revelation twenty two eighteen through nineteen, people explain who people who explain about God to other people must be very careful. James three one, Job, then show Bildad what Bildad should have said, and we think that Job spoke the words of Job twenty six five to fourteen by the power of the Holy Spirit. In other words. The Bible tells us not to add or distract from the Word of God. And Bildad was trying to make the Word line up, the words that they had at that time, to line up into what he wanted the Bible to say. Let me tell you something, saints. We've got to be careful what we are doing when we are trying to teach when we're trying to console, when we're trying to help, we need to know what we're teaching and we need to know what we're learning and we need to knew, know it to make sure we're giving the helping hand that we need to help. In chapter 25, Bildad's speech seems to describe vast spaces. He spoke about heaven, he spoke about the moon and the stars, he spoke about the soil, and he referred to the graves, but Job replied, seems to describe even more vast spaces. Job spoke about hell as well as heaven. He spoke about the sky and the clouds. He spoke about the mysteries, for example, the horizons and the rains. Although we understand these things today, they seem to be strange mysteries then. Okay, so what is this telling us here? This is telling us here, now Bildad is not giving us the whole truth. One, because maybe he's still trying to construe misconceptions about what he's making the word fit what he's trying to say. Okay, now Job spoke about some events in verses 12, verses 12 and 13. We do not know much of, of these events. We may not even be sure whether that these are part of the future events. But the Bible seems to mention the same events elsewhere. Some people think that God was referring to stories from other ancient societies. For example, stories from the religion called Manitopian. Manitopian. Met Apomna. We do not agree. There were many ancient societies that they all had stories about their false gods. Job did not believe in these false gods. Mesopotamia. Sorry. He would refuse to listen to such stories. Okay. So basically, they were trying to draw from other religions and stories. All right. We're going to look at verses 7 through 14 of Job 26. And it says, Dead people tremble plainly in the place that is deeper than even the sea. But God sees the place. God even sees hell. Beyond the north there is an empty space. God balances the earth on nothing. God puts water in the clouds. The clouds do not burst, even when there is a great weight of water. God covers his throne, royal seat in heaven. He places clouds in front of his throne. No man can cannot see him. 
God placed a horizon of his seas. He separates the lights in the darkness. When God is angry, the heavens tremble. God is powerful. He makes the sea calm. God is wise. He kills the proud enemies. God's spirit is wonderful. He clears the skies. A word is in God's hands. He kills his enemies as he tries to slide away. There are just a few things that God has done. We hear just a whisper from him. But his powerful is great. He is great. Like the thunder. Thunder and the loud noise that follow lightning. No one releases how God realizes how God is great. Okay, we're going to start with verses 5 and 6. As we wrap this up. We're going to talk about these and then we're going to wrap up. Verses 5 and 6, six tells us Job describes hell elsewhere. Job was not sure whether hell existed. Job 3, 13-14. Job 21, 22-26. But in these verses, Job was not explaining his own ideal. Instead, he was speaking by the power of the Holy Spirit. In other words, God was prophesizing through him. Okay? That's what I believe. Verse 7. Many ancient people, though that the earth was on poles. Even Job mentioned these poles elsewhere. But Job's word, words here are correct. Scientists have proven that the empty space surrounding the world, God balanced the world on nothing. So God put this world in the world and it's not sitting on nothing. Now we hear the songs and think one of those Christian songs, God's got the whole world in the palm of his hands. I believe he does. I just that believes that God is in control. Now is God holding the world in his hand? I don't think so. Okay. God has put that there and he don't need and he's so powerful the way he did it and he spoke it and existed, it didn't need nothing to balance on. Okay. Verse 8. God designs of his word is wonderful. We need to rain for the crops. Nothing holds the rain in the sky. But the waters and the clouds often very heavy. So in other words, God knows when to get the water in there and how to keep the water in there. And ready to let it go to rain on the crops and on the trees and on the the flowers and the grass when he needs it and when he wants it. Okay? Then he lets it go. God's power and God spoke to all this in existence for that too. Okay? Verse 9. God's royal seed in heaven. We cannot see him. But he's still ruling. He is greater than any humankind, and he rules. Will and he is rule, and his continue always. In other words, God is in charge, sitting in his throne in heaven. God, verse ten. God designed the day and the night. God designed it the shape of the world. Wherever the sun shines, it is the day, and in the shadow, it is the night. This is God's plan. He shares the daylight over the whole world each period of a 24 hours. God set a system of day and night. 
for his people to live. To give us the time to do the work, I believe. To take it a step first and give us time to sleep and rest. Okay? Verse 11. God is very powerful. He created the whole world by his words. So God, Genesis 1, 3-26. So God's emotions are powerful. John, Psalms 2, 4-6. No one can successfully oppose God. And we know that the word was God and is God. In which we know we say the word is Jesus that was spoken. Verses 12-13 and verses 11-13 seems to describe a particular event. The original language of the book of Job is called Hebrew. To understand these verses, we need to look at the Hebrew words. The proud enemy in verse 12 is called Rahab in Hebrew. This word is also in Isaiah 51 verse 9. Isaiah seems to describe a terrible sea animal, but he uses the animal as a description, but he uses the animal as a description of the army from Egypt, or as a description of the sea when the armies from Egypt attacked God's people. They could not escape because the sea of the sea, but God made the sea dry, so God's people escaped. Isaiah 51.10 But the army of Egypt drowned. Exodus chapter 14 Which I was just going to say. You know, because you know Exodus has already been talked about. And Job is remembering what, how he protected God's people. God protected God's people. Okay. Okay, and he drowned the Egyptians. The enemy in verse 13 is called Nashesh, Nakash in Hebrew. The word usually means a snake in the garden called Eden. The devil appears as a Nash snake and he told Eve not to obey God, Genesis 3, 1-4. This word is also in Israel, in, in, in Israel 27, Isaiah 27, 1. Isaiah describes the name and event as Job 26.13. But in Isaiah, the Kanash has another name too. The name is Lavetan. The word Lavetan is also Job 3.8 and Job 41. We have translated Lavetan as a crocodile. A crocodile is a dangerous animal that live in the rivers. The crocodiles seem to be the animal that God describes in Job chapter 41. But in both Isaiah and Job, the Levitan really seems to mean the devil. So in the end, God will punish the devil, Revelation 20.10, which, which we'll see in the bottomless pit. This is the event that Isaiah described in Isaiah 27.1. So, What's being described in Revelations 20.10 to be to punish the devil is also being described here in Isaiah 27.1. But the word in Isaiah 27.1 are similar to Isaiah 51.9. So we think that Job was describing the devil's final punishment 
in, in, in verses 11 through 13. What is this telling me here? Job is a very religious man that studied his scrolls. That studied the Bibles of the day, the scrolls of the day. He read. He went to synagogue meetings. He knows what he's talking about. He knows. That's why he's calling Bildad, saying that he's just entering stuff. Making it sound the way he is. And it's dangerous to do that. Okay? And he knows that in the end, the devil is going to be defeated. Alright? Verse 14. God has done great things. But we do not hear about all the, his great deeds. God is much greater than we can ever imagine. God has done great things, but we do not hear about all his great deeds. God is much greater than we can imagine. John 21, 25. And that's why I think it is very important here to describe what God has did for us. When when a pastor or a song leader or a Sunday school teacher are asking for praise reports, this is our time, saints, to share. See, these men's lives were lived and wrote about. And think about this. What if your life would be put in the Bible? And your Bible would be called, like mine would be called, the Book of Ron or the Book of Ronald. What would your life talk about? You know, a lot of people don't know what we believe. A lot of people don't know what we share. It's our job to go out and witness. God chose certain people to write the whole Bible. Okay? When there's translations that back at the Vatican that we can't even see. Because when they put the Bible together, they chose stuff, you know, that they thought went together. You know, and made sense. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You know, I mean, the word of the Lord is the word of the Lord. It teaches how to live. It teaches how to be saved. It teaches what Jesus Christ did for us. And there's other things. They thought that just basically they thought those other scrolls wasn't worthy enough to be put in the book of the Holy Spirit. I mean, of, of God. But, you know, I believe that maybe all those scrolls should have been put in. Because that way we all know the whole history, okay? And I believe that's what Job is trying to do here. There's some things that didn't get said. And, you know, and there's a reason, you know, God might inspire the king. And that was doing it in England, because I believe it was taking place in England and putting the, the, the Bible together and inspired by his, you know, the minister, high ministers and staffing and of religious people and they probably God might intrigued there might be some things that God don't want us to know about right now you know but we should thank God for the deeds that we do know about and we should be part of our congregations and talking about the good deeds that God did for us okay we've been on the air now for 31 minutes and we came then to the uh, end of the Bible study on verse chapter 25 and 26. 
so we're going to pause here we're going to pray um, I don't have the prayer list with me but the ones that do know about the prayer list still pray for them in fact I guess I could go over some of the prayer lists now that way you know we know the ones that know see my dad he had an he's got an aneurysm on his heart we need to pray for that to not grow or disappear from my mom's back we found out more about that she's got some um discs that deteriorated and it's bone on bone now and it's causing problems and they're trying to get things situated she's got a shot that they want to give her I think sometime next week in her back to try to help with the pain um, and then there's so many that I think might have been answered on um, So we're going to pray for those two things and um, and then a few things that came up this week. Um, my cousin um, had a situation where another situation came up I can't really can say about, but it involved some, something and abuse, so we need to pray that that situation gets taken care of. Um, and we need to pray for that that Cisco cousin to get a car and I think that's all we have because I think the rest of the list God answered a lot of those prayers but we'll go through it and we'll get back to that kind of stuff next Tuesday so let's pray dear Heavenly Father we ask you to be with my dad's back aneurysm or above his heart we ask you right now Lord to heal it or touch it you are the great designer you are the great healer we ask you to heal him and touch him. We ask you in Jesus' name. And Lord, we just ask you to be with my mom, Lord, and touch this back pain. We thank you, Lord, for her healing. We thank you, Lord, that this shot's going to do what you want it to do, Lord. And Lord, if it don't do enough and she has to do back surgery, we just ask you. And we're just waiting on you. And Lord, we ask you to be with my cousin and this abuse problem that's going on. And we ask you to be, help this cousin get a car too. We ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And when don't forget this Sunday night, we will be on the air again with God's Internet Church uh, online services. And then we're going to be every Tuesday getting back to the book of Job. This upcoming Tuesday again, the week from now, on Job 27. And we're going to, Job going to continue in his last speech. And then we'll go on from there. But on that note, I'd like to say God bless you. Have a blessed day. Talk to you Sunday for God's Internet Church podcast. And God's Internet Church online service for the preaching and the singing. And I'd like to say... Join us tomorrow online for God's Internet Church Bible Study. And in fact, if you're listening to this podcast, I think we're going to put 
the podcast on for that too, for that Bible study too. So join us on the book of Proverbs, chapter number 5, and continue on that. On that note, I'd like to say God bless you and see you next time for God's Internet Church Podcast. I'm Pastor Ron saying have a blessed day. Mm -hmm.